Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Well, welcome back to the second hour of the Mother's Day edition of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, in this hour, we always end up with our uh, end out with our responsibly armed citizen report and Dan's tip of the week. And our guests today are moms who are also involved in the firearms industry. Now, how does that work, right? These ladies are an encouraging countervoice to those shaming messages that we so often hear from the loud minority of the moms demand action, moms against gun rights restrictors. And first up, we have the wonderful Miss Cindy Harding. She is the owner and designer of Cindy's Conceal Carry Purses. She has created the perfect concealed carry purse that's the safest and most secure way to carry in a chic and functional purse. And they're made in the United States, by the way. And they could possibly be a great gift idea for Mother's Day. Miss Cindy, are you there? I am. How well, are you? I'm great. Welcome to the show. Uh, Thank we, you. And happy Mother's Day. Thank you. You too. So, um, you know, I'm talking about how you have this perfect uh, system for carrying. And, you know, I, I do want to get to your, your momness, you know, because you are a mom of two adult children. But your purses are such a great idea for Mother's Day. And, and let's just kind of talk about how your company came to be and why these purses are so perfect. Okay, I'd be glad to. I have had my permit for over 10 years, and I never carried consistently because I had my purse I lived in, and I had my carry purse, and they were not the same purse. And so I decided that I needed to carry consistently, so I designed a purse that you can use every day, and it's the purse you live in, but it is also a carry purse. And And it's, go ahead. No, I, I interrupt you, and I'm sorry, but, it, you know, it's so important that, that you always know kind of muscle memory. You know, that's why yes. carrying the same purse all the time is important, like where is the, the gun. And then when we carry off body, you know, we set our purse down. We want to be sure that kids can't get access to it or, or unauthorized people can't get access to it. And I think that's part of why your system is perfect as well. It is. It's ambidextrous uh, access but both zippers will lock, and so you can lock one side always because you never want to grab it by the muzzle. The other side, you can decide if you want to lock it. If you're going to be at a place where there's children, you might want to lock both sides. And the holster system in it, the gun is completely encased. The trigger is covered. The muzzle's covered. And then there are back straps that have a magnetic snap. So if you need to access it, you basically can unzip and then you pull the firearm out of the holster. It's, it's really, it's hard to talk about without the visual 
but it really it's an a, an awesome product that you've you've developed and you know here we are it's the day before mother's day when we're we're airing this we're pre-recording midweek but you know people are going to be hearing this on saturday and tomorrow is mom's day so exactly. is there a way for people to get them in time probably not but but how you do ship all across the country if somebody wants to kind of give a late mom's day gift right yes or if they want to get one on saturday they can go to Guns, etc. for Shooters World in Peoria. So those are both in Phoenix, but if you've got, yeah. you know, we've got people listening all across the country, so we definitely want to uh, tell them about your website. Yes, www.cindesconcealcarry.com. Very good. Now, getting back to your momness, that's got to be a word. Right, it is a word. <laughs> <laughs> you have two grown children now. Were they raised around guns, or did you kind of come into this this world of firearms after they were grown? Uh, they were raised around firearms. Their dad was very diligent in educating them when they were young. He would take them, train them firearm safety, how to use a firearm. So they actually were exposed and had a good working knowledge. Firearms, Cindy. Um, for the new listeners or the new uh, gun owners, why do we have to be concerned of what kind of gun we carry in our purse? Well, you want to have a gun that is for you, that it's one you can handle, as far as the caliber, and you want to do training with it. You want to be able to really know when you're looking at the front sight where that bullet is going to go. You want to have training so that you've got a working knowledge of it, and you want to be able, if you need to access it, you want to know exactly how it's going to respond in your hand. Yeah, but why Why do I need a special purse? Well, I think you need one because you want to be able to have it with you. Mm-hmm. Carrying on body is not an option for me, so I like to have it in my purse, and I treat it like a newborn. I take it everywhere I go. I don't leave it sitting on a table or on the back of a chair. Um, I know that I am responsible for it and for any actions, and so I just take it everywhere. So basically, your purse, you have a special place in your purse for this gun. It's accessible a special way so that you're familiar with it and you train yourself how to use your purse just like you train yourself how to use a gun, and I think it's a great idea. I have a man purse. I'm waiting for you to design me a purse. <laughs> but right now, I am working on it. Right, I, I know, and I appreciate that because right now I don't know if it's in the left side or right side, if it's zipper side, or, and it's very confusing. So I basically wanted, I wanted to tell you about your product to the people out there that are new is that having a special place for your purse where nothing else goes there but your gun, That's nothing correct. else, not your keys, nothing, so that when you need access to it and so that you can lock one side to reach it to get it the other side, and especially if you have your purse in your car and you have an infant with you or a young child, that they can't get into the gun because you can lock it easy. That's correct. Well, there was a story. Um, I only read the headline. I never clicked through it, and I think it was last week. I believe it was in Wisconsin that it said that somebody in the front seat of a car was actually shot from the back seat by a child who'd gotten hold of a gun in the back seat. And my first thought was, it's probably in the mom's purse. And they just toss the purse in the back of the car, and the kids are back there, and they can get a hold of them. 
it is really unsafe to just put it in your purse. Ours has a a special pocket, and that's how you would access it. There's nothing else in that pocket. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I want to move along too to the the topic. I'm I'm kind of asking all of our moms today. You know, what do you say to those shaming voices out there that would prefer to have all of us disarmed? So I'm talking about the moms demand action, the moms against guns, and and they they really do want to to force us into their mindset. What do you say to them as a firearms owner and a mom? Well, I believe education is the key. In March of this year, um, a news station in Iowa had eight children together, put them in a controlled environment that had a replica of a firearm. It looked very real to them. And the parents watched on, and six of the children picked up the gun and pointed it at each other and made shooting sounds and looked down the barrel and there were two children that did not touch the gun. And when all the interviewing was done afterwards, the two children that did not touch the gun had education about firearms. They had firearms in their home. Their parents had talked with them. They had trained them. And I think that children in general are very curious. And the best thing that you can do is educate them. Satisfy that curiosity. Absolutely. And, you know, you're, you're not just about making sure everybody has a gun. You know, so often people on our side of the fence are accused of, you just want to be sure everybody has a gun in their hand. Well, you know, if they're safe and responsible and legal, then why not? But you also teach a class that is about those times when we're in those areas that we've been disarmed, school zones and gun-free zones and those sorts of things. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I'd love to. It's a class that's called Cell Phones, Flashlights, and Bullets. And basically, I talk about how to be safe in public when you're just moving about your day, how to be safe in your home, and then how to be safe in your workplace. And this is a class that is not that firearm is the answer. It is all different kinds of strategies of how to be aware. I, I think that's beautiful. And you have a website for that? It is on my website. You can go to it. Um, You can also look at a page that says um, girls want to have guns. And it is a page of women that have had actual training where we go to the range and we work one-on-one so they can learn their firearm and be able to carry it with confidence and know how to use it and access it. That's awesome. Now you're out here in Arizona, but you know, just even going on your website and, and looking at the different kinds of purses, we can learn a lot just from seeing, you know, what you are offering. So I still encourage you, even if you're not in Arizona, please check out Cindy's website. And, um, one more question for you before I send you off on your way. Uh, besides, I hope your foot's healing well. I know you're struggling with a, a bum foot. So how's we'll that? We'll find out Thursday. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully that's, man, really, cause you could have been here, uh, in studio cause you're here in Arizona. That's um, correct. If it hadn't been for this bum foot. But, um, what would you say is your personal favorite pr- personal protection gun? My favorite is the Springfield Mod 2. A nine millimeter. Okay. And part of it is because it has a double safety. And I think just as a mom, I feel that gives me one extra 
secure measure. I love it. That's awesome. Well, Cindy, thank you so much. Rest that foot, and I hope we get to see you soon. I would love it. Talk with you later. All right. Happy Mother's Day. You too. Thank you so much. All right. Well, still to come, we have our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report and Dan's Tip of the Week. Are you Are you still coming up with one? We're doing that this week, yeah. too? <laughs> We're doing that this week, too. He always makes me sweat it out, like as if he doesn't have something prepared. Well, also stick around. We have got Kate Kruger. She is a mom of a blended family of six kids and 12 grandkids. That She's makes a me sh- tired. I know. She's a shooter, a competitor, a firearms instructor, and a podcaster. Stick around. When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. That's potofgoldestate.com. Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, educate, and inform. Sponsored by AZ Firearms, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. You know, our show, our theme today is Mother's Day, and we've got a perfect person to be on our Mother's Day show. It's Kate Kruger. She is a mother of a blended family of six kids, 12 grandkids. That makes me tired just saying that, Cheryl. And she's also a shooter and competitor, fire instructor, podcaster, writer, and patriot. She is a former radio show host that has featured in National Review, Political, Shooting Industry, Outdoor Channel, and numerous publications, and has served in the panel member of the NSF SHOT Show 2014 Marketing to Women. Well, are you there, Miss Kate? I am here. How are you? Oh, we're wonderful, and I'm so excited to have you on the show. Um, you, you're an old hat at this radio gig, aren't you? 
Heck, I'm exhausted listening to my bio. <laughs> you don't say somebody is an old hat in the radio show. Come on, old. Sure you do. Sure you do. <laughs> We're friends. We I can get away with that. Now I'm. I mean, how long have you been doing radio? Now, ironically, I've been. I did radio for about five years. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it. I like podcasting because I can pick and choose and have a little more fun and a little more leeway. Um, I love writing. I just wrote last uh, the other day, too. I get on a rant every once in a while. <laughs> Don't we all? Doesn't this political environment drive you nuts? Oh, it is, yes. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes I, I type my, my thing out, my blog or my Facebook thing, and I have to kind of highlight and delete and take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> I did that three or four times the other day. That's <laughs> <laughs> so true. Oh, my um, goodness. But, yeah, I've been uh, shooting for... Let's just say I was 31 the first time I pulled the trigger. So like many women in my generation, we didn't shoot as kids. Mm -hmm. We didn't get to shoot until we were adults. Mm -hmm. And I was actually a violence survivor, and it was a, you'll love this, a martial arts student student of mine who took me out for the first time. Isn't that great? So they they understand that there is just so much you can do when you're waiting for close quarters combat, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But there's oh, yeah. so much more you can do if you put a little bit of a perimeter around yourself because you've got a firearm. Well, exactly. I, the, the firearm is an equalizer. What I learned through martial arts was I never wanted to be that close again. Mm-hmm. I had already been there, done that, and you know, decided that the equalizer was a much better choice. Absolutely. Now, you know, so you weren't raised with guns. You came to oh, no. to them as an adult. Mm-hmm. And so now you've got this blended family with six kids and 12 grandkids. And uh, I'm a little little envious. I've got one wonderful grandbaby, but um, I'm ready for more. So anytime my daughter and her husband and she's sitting here in the studio giving me a look right now. <laughs> well, I, I agree with my daughter because it's like, how can they get any better than what we already have? Oh, you're sweet. But there ha- you go. <laughs> how have you been able to convey your knowledge and your respect to firearms to this n- next two generations? Well, ironic. The the not all of the kids are shooters. Um, only a couple of them are, mm-hmm. and um, we have a military child who is our baby, and uh, he's been in for a while. Obviously, he has a penchant for things like guns. But um, we have a couple of grandchildren, uh, four grandchildren that we've actually taken out and taught, which was probably one of the best days that we had. It was one thing bringing up a couple of the kids with guns and enjoying that. But boy, to bring these, like when they were 11 years old, these two young men out when we visited in New England and seeing the smiles on their face and, and the comments that they made were ironic because they did video games. And all of a sudden, <laughs> these guns had recoil. Right. <laughs> it's a little bit different, right? Yeah, just a little. Oh, and they loved it. I mean, the pictures of their smiles are worth it. And the pictures of their grandfather's skin, and they're giving them the instructions in the stances. And it was a wonderful day at the range. And it really made me feel very satisfied that we were doing our job to pass this on. You know, I, I love a couple things about what you said. One is that as deeply um, involved in firearms as you are, because you're training, you're, you're competing, that sort of thing, that, you know, your kids can choose to follow along and be gun owners as well or, the, or not. 
Well, they get married and they have their their spouse's views as well to consider. Mm-hmm. There are there are differences along the way. Sure. And life has a way of of putting different spins on things. None of them are vehemently anti-gun, mm-hmm. which is, I think, a, a testimony to how they were brought up. Absolutely. Because there's a lot of messages out there. And, and, you know, I've asked each one of our guests today, and I'll, I'll ask you as well, is, you know, at, knowing who you are, we've just introduced you as all the different things that you are in life, the different hats you wear and the roles you play. What do you say to those shaming voices of the moms demand action, the moms against guns that, that really would rather uh, have us com- comply with their wishes that we are all disarmed? What, what do you say to them? I say shame on them, um, and the reason I say that is because many times, um, some of them, and you've heard some stories occasionally, you will hear them come back, and if they're in trouble, what is the first thing they look for? Is someone with a gun. Yep. That's what so, I would say. Shame on them. I mean, they're speaking from ignorance. They're not speaking from, from the strong point of intelligence or knowledge, certainly not intelligence, but they're not speaking from knowledge. Uh, I am a violence survivor, and I took martial arts and realized that martial arts was not the thing that I truly needed. I needed to not be there, and I needed to learn how to create distance if I was. So, that, so that is, that's interesting. So, I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but when you have a person that is anti-gun, and let's say they get attacked or they get, you know... In a dangerous situation. In a dangerous situation. So what can they do after that? They have two choices, be a victim again later maybe, or prepare themselves, get a firearm, get the training proper, and and learn how to use it. Let me clarify. There's a difference between a victim and a survivor. Mm. A victim remains a victim forever. Yes. Mm. But a survivor is the one who does things to change their life, to change the predicament, to get out there and live again. And that's a survivor. And who swears they'll never be in that position again, and we'll do something about it. Wow. You well, just gave had, me goosebumps. We've had guests on our show that never touched a gun in their life until something terrible happened to them, and then they decided to have a gun. So I was just curious about, I mean, how, how that works, because why can't people not, see ahead of it? Truthfully, it was not my choice. I went many years as a victim um, before I was even exposed to this type of thing. And I did the martial arts routine thinking, okay, I'm, I'm getting better. And truly, I was becoming a survivor when I was doing that. But as I moved forward and I met this young man who was a student of mine, um, he turned my words on me. I used to always tell people to keep an open mind. And he said to me, sensei, <laughs> always remind us to keep an open mind. Would mm-hmm. you? Wow. He got me. He got me, and I went out shooting with him, and the rest is history. That is just fantastic. And, you know, when you say you you go out shooting, you know, there's Mm -hmm. such a communal nature. There's such a social nature to when we go to the range and we go out shooting. Talk about that a little bit. I will tell you, I have gone out shooting with friends, which has been phenomenal. My husband, on his birthday for years, only wanted to go out shooting with our friends. It turned into a shooting match in New Hampshire. Um, we ended up having 66 friends from all over the country come out for his birthday wow. to shoot the last time we were in New Hampshire. The, the community itself is wonderful. We used to go to a match called Second Chance, which was Bowlington. 
and there were over 400 people there every year. And there were local town babysitters, and they cooked food, they brought the kids. It was a vacation for eight days. Wow. And we had a wonderful time. There were people who would leave their bag of guns. You get so tired, and you forget where you put your bag of guns. <laughs> you go home, and you come back the next morning, and somebody would say, oh, you left this here. I love it. And you, you know? have, you know, $2,000 guns. Yeah. At the time, that was a very expensive gun. Not anymore. Yeah. But you would see you would see them all over the place. It, w- it was, that is a shooting community. You go to GSSF matches, the Glock Shooting Sports Foundation, and they're a blast because what does everybody want to talk about? They want to talk about their Glocks. <laughs> they want to talk about their guns. They want to share information. It's, it's great. Um, going to steel matches, I go to some Thursday night steel matches at Phoenix Rod and Guns, and when I go there, I always hang out with some folks that I know, but they're always helping each other. I happened to be shooting with a group that had a young 14-year-old man with them, and he was doing well, and the guys were going, rah, 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 and I walked up to him, and I said, don't even listen to them. Take a big, deep breath and enjoy, and he looked at me with a smile, and he cleaned the steel. Nice. And, and it was fun. But they were putting the pressure on them, you know. Yeah. And and you got to share, you got to share, um, you got to share the goodness with some of the young shooters. You know, I don't want to put the pressure on them so they don't ever come back. I want them to come back and have more fun and do better. You know, there's nothing more fun than taking somebody that's never shot before out to shoot. That's oh, that's what I, I like. I, I'd rather do that than take my own. You know, just go out with the people that shoot all the time. Take that oh. new person, and they'll fall in love with you. Well, we my to- my joy is remedial training is what we call it, which is teaching. And I love teaching newbies. Absolutely. And we've got to start wrapping up, but we're talking about, you know, all the good things that, that come with being a, a safe and responsible shooter and part of a community. But there's somebody out there that's running for president that really wants to take all of that away. And so can you just talk real quickly about, you know, because I know that you were saying that it's very important that we be sure that, that Hillary specifically doesn't get elected. And what, what were your thoughts on that? Well, I just wrote a post on it, and it's keep your eye on the ball, folks. It is not about Donald Trump. It's not about Ted Cruz. It's about beating Hillary Clinton. If she gets in, we're done. We are done. And we need to make sure that doesn't happen. I want you to keep your eye on the ball. If she gets in, she picks the next Supreme Court justice. Oh, by the way, there's probably going to be three more through the four years. Have four Supreme Court justices, that means a totally liberal Supreme Court. Is that what we're looking for? Do not snub your nose at Ted Cruz. Do not snub your nose at Donald Trump. You put your ex in the spot and you vote Republican. We'll work it out later. I love that. <laughs> You're just a little passionate about that, but we need to be. We cannot sit on the fence. We have got to protect our gun rights. I like the, I like the part where you said some, uh, we need to beat Hillary Clinton. No right. question. Right. So, all right. Well, happy Mother's Day. We've got to let you run, but thank you so much for being here. Happy Mother's Day to you, and thank you so much for the opportunity. You guys have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. You too. All right. Well, stick around because when we come back on our Mother's Day show, the reason I'm a mom, our daughter is sitting right here next to me in the studio, and we want to introduce you to Cassie Todd Jameson.
Hey everybody, this is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the Westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy, and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting, military, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at pottygoldestate.com. The Second Amendment Foundation is the organization that protects our right to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Now they need our help. Go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation today. Dedicated to promoting a better understanding of our constitutional heritage to privately own and possess firearms. Support those who support our Second Amendment rights today. That's saf.org. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, educate, and inform. It's sponsored by AZ Firearms, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. You know, our theme today is Mother's Day, and today we have a special guest, our All of daughter. our guests are special, but maybe this one's a little extra special, because she is the reason that I celebrate Mother's Day. The reason that I'm a mom is because I have... Miss Cassie Todd Jameson. Hello, Mom and Dad. <laughs> did, you, did you see how they just kind of took me and pushed me to the no, side there? Stop. It's probably not the first time, and it definitely is not going to be the last time. And Cassie, you're a mom now, too. I am. This will be my second Mother's Day. Second Mother's Day. And little Miss Raylan is out there in the lobby right now, peering in the window. It's the cutest thing. I wish this was video. Everybody could see. Uh, how old is Raylan now? She's almost two. She'll be two in July. And what is she, like, what do two-year-olds do? Mm. Everything? Well, the temper tantrums have started oh, every yeah. night. Have every you got night. the, have you got the peanut a... butter in the DVD yet? No, not yet. But um, we just say that, that she it's opinionated. She's just she's, how she shows her. She's like her mom. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Definitely. I wasn't going to go there, no, but I'm well, glad you did. She is. <laughs> that apple did not fall far from the tree. I, on the other hand, am just sweetness and light at all times. Oh, yeah. So now that we've covered mm-hmm. that... So tell us, Cassie, you know, you grew up in a firearms owning family uh, and like, what was that like for you? I honestly didn't know that there were people that didn't like firearms. I, I remember being in high school going, oh, like this isn't normal for everybody. <laughs> no, I, Wait, I and it's not like that in some no, way. How it, did that happen? It's not like guns are just lining the hallway at my house, <laughs> but I knew there were guns in the house and I knew how to, to treat them and respect them and. And I just didn't realize that there were people that that had a problem with it. And I learned that in high school very quickly. 
that there are two sides of, of that opinion. And um, how did you learn that? How well, was that conveyed to you? It just, I mean, there's a different attitude, uh, I think, that come from people that have an opinion about it. And um, we did watch uh, Bowling for Columbine in high school. So that was an interesting an interesting thing to have to watch in school. But um, Well, people that don't know what Bowling for Columbine in, which, which is, I hope, everyone. But um, it's it was a supposed documentary. Right. Right. But it was a very slanted... Very. Very. I was so angry. I remember texting you like, you will not believe what we are watching in school right now. And it's like, you have to have a permission slip to watch Schindler's List, but you didn't have to have a permission slip to watch that. And then the other problem I had is we didn't watch anything that was in support of firearms or the other side of it. It was just just that. And then that was the conversation. Now, to give people a perspective, um, like what year did you graduate? 2008. It was the year I could vote the year that I graduated high school. Um, so it was my government class that we watched it. Um, and I'm very vocal and I don't really care about sharing my opinions. <laughs> There's that opinionated thing. So again. I did. I mean, I did talk to the teacher very respectfully after class and say, you know, are we going to be watching something that's the other side of this? And I, I liked my teacher. I'm not trying to put my teacher down in any way. I just think that wasn't very smart mm-hmm. of him because you don't get two sides. Now you have people that don't maybe know about firearms and they're just completely against them just because of what one documentary says about it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we were seniors in high school, so hopefully they went home and tried to do their own research, the people that weren't sure about things. but The millennials? You really think the millennials did that? Hey, I'm a millennial. (laughs) I know, but you're the one that's always bagging on your own generation. I know, I know. Um, So it wasn't just that we, inside of our little household of three, Right, that's why it was such a... Like, I just didn't know that there was another side to it because my grandpa always had guns in his house. My uncle, uh, Tim, always had uh, firearms in his house. And I babysat for them every weekend. And I knew where the guns were in the house because it it would be irresponsible for me to not know where they are. He wanted to let me know, you know, this is this is where the guns are. And um, so I would know if the kids are going in an area that they shouldn't be going in because they were younger um, and that I wouldn't be shocked to find it somewhere or that one of the kids walked out of the room with one and that that never happened. Or what if you had an emergency that you needed Right, one? exactly. Just like, you know, where is the house phone if you need to call because the baby's choking or things like that. So we didn't leave you in a house with loaded guns all over the place and just say, don't touch those? Well, I mean... No, there were guns in the house that were loaded, <laughs> but, right. but it was, you know, it was deeper than that because it was, you're, you're old enough to understand where they are and you're old enough to understand how to treat them and respect them. And, and you don't just play with them. I never thought, oh, I want to go play with the firearm. I just, that thought never came to my mind. Like it just, so I, what about I your don't friends? Know. Did it ever come up with friends? I never had a friend say, oh, do you have guns in the house or or anything like that. And I had, I mean, I had lots of different types of friends. We had lots of kids on our street. We had, I had girlfriends and boyfriends and nobody, nobody you, asked. You if had we boyfriends? Had, okay, but friends that were boys. <laughs> and yes, I did have boyfriends. I got she married. Had, she was, his back just got up right then. Yeah. He's like, what? Well, I remember when she first started kind of dating, I had a, a tank in front of our yard. You did. There was a tank in front of the yard. And that helped keep a the right... Tank. Yeah, I was like, cool, Dad, way to it. make me available. Yeah, it, 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 it slowed her down a why little bit. Why yeah. doesn't our daughter get any dates? Oh, maybe it's the tank on the front of yeah. the driveway. Um, all right, so I want to ask you, because I've asked everybody else, 
Uh, you grew up with guns. You're a mom. You've got guns in your house. You know why you've got them there. It is to protect your child and to protect yourself and your husband. What do you say to those shaming voices out there, the moms against guns and moms demand action? Um, I say, you know, don't tell me how to live my life. Uh, you You can tell me your thoughts about things and your opinions about things, but don't tell me how to live my life. If, if it works for you to not have firearms in your house, that's great for you. It doesn't work for me. And I don't want you to tell me that that's not okay. Do what's good for you and I'll do what's good for me. But firearms will always be part of my life and my family. Um, my husband's okay with firearms. He likes firearms. And I just, that's fine for them if it works for them. But the problem is that they try to tell you how you're supposed to live your life. Whereas that's great if that's their opinion. However, just don't tell people how to live their but life. Cassie, you, have, you live in a good neighborhood and you have a phone that dials 911. Why do you need a gun? Because it takes a while. It, it, it absolutely takes a while. If you think about the, um, our store is on Western Avenue and the police department is a minute away. Are you talking about azfirearms.com? AZ Firearms. <laughs> and when we got broken into, it took a while for them to get there. And that is not bashing the Avondale Police Department in any way, shape, or form because they are good to us. It's that they cannot get there in time. Right. So if someone is breaking in and I'm home, I'm going to take care of my protection. And yes, I will still call 911. And we will take care of that also. But I want to be in control of my protection. So, so what do you say to them when they go, <gasps> gasp, you have guns and a two-year-old who's starting to climb on closet shelves and can get into everything. What do you say to them as far as that goes? I say that when we you know, knew we were pregnant, we knew that there were steps involved with that. Baby-proofing the house. You have to lock up the cabinet that has the Windex and the other cleaning supplies. You have to plug the outlets. You have to put the hammers up high. You have to make sure the staplers aren't in reach. Things like that. So just like that, you have to put the firearms up. And then when they're older to understand, the locks can come off the cabinets. You teach them not to drink out of the Windex bottle. (laughs) You teach them what a stapler and a hammer is for. And you teach them about firearms. You don't just leave them on the counter for them to figure out themselves, but you teach them. It's an age-appropriate thing, right? right? Just like... You don't give a three-year-old a stapler. They don't understand how it works, and they could hurt themselves with it. You have to, you have to teach these things. Well, in your starting, you were an only child, but you already said you ran in packs, you know, and, it, and it's pretty much the truth. And we've always had a lot of cousins around. You're, you're one of the older of, of the cousins. Mm-hmm. And people have always kind of looked to you and come to you to say, you know, look for advice or to, to, to be a, a, a shoulder to lean on or an ear. And so now we have a lot of these, this generation, these millennials, mm-hmm. who are now married and parents. And are a lot of them coming to you to kind of ask you how to do this thing? Um, not, not yet. I mean, I do, have, um, I do have people that are, you know, they find out they're living on their own. And so they, they're interested in firearms. So, yes, of course, they're going to talk to me because we have azfirearms.com. But um, they, that, not many of the people that, that are in that category have had kids yet. And mm-hmm. I think that's really when the conversation starts to happen. I mean, that we have quite a few people that are interested in getting their CCW. And so that's that kind of 
getting their toe in the water with that. But I don't have many people around me that aren't okay with firearms. Um, it's the same kind of thing. It's like it's odd for us if you don't get the gun thing, right? So. Right, yeah. So it's just, I mean, there are some people that I've encountered that don't agree with me, but I'm not trying to change their opinion. I'm just, if they want to know, I, I'm, I'm welcome to help them out, understand where I'm coming from, but I'm not going to tell them, you have to have a firearm because exactly. I don't want someone telling me how to live my life. Exactly. Well, we're starting to, to wind down here, but, um, you know, we are a family business and you're part of our business. Uh, you manage, actually, Pot of Gold Estate Auctions, our auction house. I do. And uh, tell us a little bit about how does the auction house also tie in with the gun store, AZ Firearms, and and that sort of thing? Um, well, we sell all kinds of things, guns, coins, jewelry, art, antiques, boats, cars, jukeboxes, things like that. Um, but the firearm, having AZ Firearms and Pot of Gold connected, they really complement each other because we can sell firearms in the auction um, and they can go next door and do their paperwork. Or if you want to sell your firearm and you don't, you're not sure you want to sell it outright, you'd kind of watch the gamble happen and see what happens at auction. They have the option to bring it to the auction house right next door. Um, so they complement each other. They're, they're both fun businesses, I think. So wait, I thought I heard the president say that if you buy something like online, that it, it just gets shipped to your house. Does yeah. that happen with auction? No, it, really, <laughs> you, you, it doesn't. But, oh, but wait, there he, are people he that told us misinformation. He did. No, and there are people that don't understand that. And it's because there's this information out there that's that's wrong. But no, it doesn't get shipped to your house. You have to go through an FFL dealer. If you buy it out of state, we ship it to your local gun shop. And you go pick it up there. You don't just get it at your front door. Right. It so work it's that way. basically the same as buying a gun in a gun store through the auction house. You still have to do paperwork, whether you're here in Arizona, right. or whether you bought it in another state and we're shipping it to you. Well, Cassie, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. I, I think you have an important voice, uh, especially being a millennial. You know, it's a different generation with a whole different set of, of ideas and, and backgrounds. So... It's important. Yeah. Thank you. Thank all you. All right. Well, stick around because we still have our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report and Dan's Tip of the Week right after this. Hi, folks. I'm Don Kyle. If you're looking for the biggest little gun shop in the West, look to azfirearms.com. They have 1,100 guns in stock and a knowledgeable staff to help you find just the right firearm for you. azfirearms.com is my nationwide hometown gun shop, and you should make it yours, too. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. 
fun? Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is Knoll Town Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. Come listen to the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Hear about armed civilians protecting people they love. Were they lucky or were they prepared? Come listen and learn at selfdefensegunstories.com. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, educate, and inform. Sponsored by AZ Firearms, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And um, you you know, st- Are you still here? Our theme is Mother's Day, and <laughs> just had my daughter and my wife on doing the show, and um, they kind of put me in a corner, told me to go get coffee or something. I... <laughs> Anyway, well, like we said, we are well practiced at talking. The two of us. So. I'm very, I'm very proud of both of them, and they do a great job. So, well, thanks for being a do? good sport. I, when Cassie and I get to get talking, it is hard to find a, an entry point. So there is none. It's not hard. <laughs> there is none. Just non-existent. No, there's not. Well, I've loved this show today, right? And I loved that we asked that question about what do you say to the shaming voices to how many guests did we have? Four, five, six different guests. Each one gave us a different answer, similar, but different. And I just think that that was, that was interesting. A couple of days ago, a guy called me a mother or something. And I thought, well, maybe now I can be a mother's <laughs> day. Is this mother's? I think that's different. I'm pretty oh, sure. Yeah. Well, he, yeah. He was smiling and waving his hand. <laughs> that doesn't I'm count. not going to touch that. I'm just going <laughs> to. I'm just going to move along to maybe do our responsibly armed citizen report. Fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. All right. Well, this is one of uh, my most favorite things that we get to do every week, and it's because it shows the other side. We always hear when guns are bad, right? When bad guys use firearms uh, for their purposes, but how often do we hear when guns are part of the solution? Guns are the things that saved lives. And so in talking about and thinking about our Mother's Day show, I was looking for an example of a, a recent story where it involved a mom. And it, it wasn't hard to find because, you know, I, I like how a lot of our guests today said that it's a great equalizer, the firearm. And it prevents this close quarter contact uh, combat where we do have, as females, generally speaking, we're smaller framed. We're at a disadvantage. So it kind of puts a perimeter around us. And um, so the, the Responsible Armed Citizen Report today kind of goes like this. Mama, somebody tried to break in the window. It's 4 a.m. and these are the words spoken by her son. This mom, who is nearly 90 years old, a widow for over 50 years now because of another night when someone tried to break in and did break in and did kill her husband. This is Chicago in a simple South Shore apartment where Bertha Tate lives with her son. Bertha has endured the pain of a mother who has lost not only her husband to danger, 
but also siblings and children. Danger has visited Bertha more times than she would likely care to remember, and Bertha is well acquainted with Danger's tactics of creeping in in the middle of the night at 4 a.m. Bertha is aware that Danger lives everywhere, and Danger visits anyone at any time he chooses. So Bertha, a widow and a mom, stays prepared for Danger's visit with her own simple twenty-two caliber pistol. I don't know what Bertha would say to the mom's demand action, the mom's against guns rights restrictors, if they attempted to shame her into being vulnerable once again to Danger's plans. But I tend to believe that she would kindly but firmly set their minds right about the realities of living in a world with danger. Thank you for that update. And tonight, in Eyewitness News exclusive, we hear from an elderly woman targeted in an early morning home invasion. The man who broke into her apartment in the South Shore neighborhood was shot by her son. This isn't the first time they've been the target of crime and violence. Eyewitness News reporter John Garcia joining us live with this exclusive story tonight. John. Cheryl, charges are pending against the man who tried to break into the house. He is still hospitalized tonight with a gunshot wound to his arm. And after talking to the elderly woman who lives in the home, it's pretty clear this burglar picked the wrong house. 88-year-old Bertha Tate says she always keeps a gun nearby for protection ever since her husband, Joseph Price, was killed in a home invasion in 1962. He told them they had to go, but he didn't close it. He closed the door, but he didn't lock it. And they came back in. And that's when they came back in and, and one of them shot him and, and, and killed him. Having that's a gun nearby is a practice she's passed nice. along to her son, Anthony. He kept a 22 caliber revolver under the cushion of this chair as he sat in it early this morning when a would-be burglar tried to break in through the front window. His mother was sleeping in the bedroom. I hear the gunshot. And then my son called me. Said, Mama, somebody trying to break in the window. She says her son shot him in the arm, which was sticking through the window. The would-be crook then ran off to a waiting car two blocks away. Police followed the trail of blood. They found him immediately. Tate says several of her siblings and children have been killed, victims of gun violence. She's not sure who the invader was or what he intended to do, but she says she's glad her son didn't wait around to find out. My son said he wasn't going to let somebody come in that window. He knew them boys that had came in the house and killed his father. He wasn't going to let somebody come in here to kill me. Ms. Tate says the burglar is actually fortunate that it was her son who was sitting in the chair and shot him in the arm. She says if it had been her, she would have shot through the window and aimed for the chest. Live at 51st and Wentworth, John Garcia, ABC 7 Eyewitness News. You know, we have a lot of reports that we play on our show. It's, it's a shame that so many of them say Chicago on them. That's the first thing that came to my mind, that the people in Chicago need help. Well, yeah. how did they end up in the fix they're in? Maybe it's because they didn't pay attention when it was time to vote. Right. Maybe it's because they just, you know, there's a party that we always support and we're in our family. You know, it's generational. And so you just mark the box next to the D and you just keep moving along and you don't realize 
how your rights are eroding away until you're confronted at 4 a.m. when you, and I don't know the, the legalities of this family. I, I don't hear anything in the story that says that they, they weren't allowed to own a gun, but we know there's serious firearms restrictions in Chicago. And the areas where there are the greatest restrictions is where there is the greatest crime because people think they can crawl through a window at 4 a.m. and be met with, what, nothing? A 911. A 911 call. Right, which they say in Chicago they can't even keep up with the calls right now. Now, you're you're 88 years old. This lady's almost 90 years old. What could she possibly do in a close quarter contact uh, combat with a bad guy, with danger? There's no training that she could use that would help. No. Anyway, I, I, I feel sad for her. She lost her husband to, through violence. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it took all this stuff for her to learn, okay, I need to have a gun. Mm-hmm. Now I've got a gun. And guess what? She had to, they had to use the gun. Mm-hmm. So, well, what do you say to people, and we've got to wrap up so we can get to Dan's tip of the week, but what do you say to people that say, well, you know, I've got an alarm on my house, so I'm good, right? Uh, you know, you can, you can put an alarm, you know, you can say, okay, I don't want to carry guns. I'll, I'll make my house safe. So they make their, you know, they put their secure windows on. Then they put the alarm system in. But then think about it. They got to go take the kids to school. They got to go get groceries. Okay, I'll get an armored vehicle. I'll have bulletproof glass. You got to get in and out of the car. Why not make it easy? Just train yourself to use a firearm. Right. Be your and, own first responder. And be your own first responder. That's exactly right. Very good. Well, the, the really quickly, I do want to say that, you know, I don't know that the son was right to fire as the arm came in the window. It was in it, the window. It was in the house, though. It was, but I don't, we don't know that he was confronted with deadly force, and you are only to use deadly force when you're confronted with deadly force. So I just wanted to touch on that and, and make sure that we've we've covered that. But that's why you get training in your city, in your area, so you know what your laws are and that sort of thing. The, the thing is, that, scary about this, Cheryl, the, the, the arm that came from breaking the window came in to stable to get in the the other arm may have had a gun in it right how and and wh- maybe they knew that wait? when he fired right yeah. but we just don't know from this news story right. all right well it is time for dan's tip of the week okay you're gonna make me do this i do have a tip of the week so ha, ha, ha. <laughs> i knew you did you know, I have confidence in you first of all I, I only had one but then this show made me create another one uh, we talked to Vicki uh, Callmaker and um, heard her about teaching classes and stuff. When you buy a gun and you want to get instruction, get somebody that's a heart of a teacher. I mean, that's somebody that really wants to teach you how to use a firearm. You'll get so much more out of it. Our good friend Dave Ramsey talks about that. When you get somebody to train you, make sure they're really a good teacher, a heart of a teacher. Right. He teaches, you know, um financial security but same thing right so anyway keep that in mind don't just get a teacher it's not the same all right you know i I buy a lot of guns people bring in guns all the time to the to the store azfirearms.com and sometimes i go and i buy collections of 100 200 guns and a lot of times there's a ammo and accessories that come with it and you know somebody might have passed away and they've got these guns and this ammo and what i've learned is that a lot of people store their magazines their clips or magazines with ammo in it for long term. And that's not good. You should rotate your magazines. You should use them because what happens is if you load an 18 round magazine with, with rounds, the spring will weaken over time. So my, my tip of the day is 
either rotate those magazines or don't load them all the way. Very good. And so that when you do need your gun, it will work. I like that. I like that you, you said clip and magazine because you know the right one, but but people use them interchangeably. Right. A, so. a new person that to the to the business is going to think that a, a magazine is is a, a, a book yeah. and a clip is what goes in the gun. But the right. proper term is magazine. Very good. All right. Well, thank you so much. I think we've had a wonderful show. I, I want to thank our tech crew and our listeners and please, listeners, don't just be listeners. Get involved in the conversation. We want to hear what you have to say. Reach out to us on email at talk at gunfreedomradio.com. Check out our, our Facebook page. Leave a message there. Twitter. We're everywhere. So let us hear from you. It's important that we know what's on your mind. Thank you so much to all of our guests who came in today and, and called us on the phone and took the time. To, to educate us, to bring us to a new place of understanding. I think it's um, wonderful, all the different voices out there and how privileged we are to be able to, to talk with them and bring them to the airways. So um, until next time, pray for our nation. Pray, please pray for our leaders. Even the ones, I see Dan looking at me, even the ones you don't like, be good to each other and God bless. And until next time, I leave you with these words from President Ronald Reagan. Our founding fathers here in this country brought about the only true revolution that has ever taken place in man's history. Every other revolution simply exchanged one set of rulers for another set of rulers. But only here did that little band of men so advance beyond their time that the world has never seen their like since evolve the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free.